Welcome, 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 welcome. So another episode on the outlet. So my book is out. If you haven't heard, um, it's called The Common Past, Present, Future. Um, go get that. You definitely need to go check that out. Um, so there's a lot to talk about. Um, that's been happening in the news. <clears throat> and let me see. Oh, first episode still coming, by the way. If you have forgotten, um, pertaining to the show that I'm creating. Uh, but moving back on, um, the Amazon, the Amazon deal, like, Bernie Sanders actually came to Best Man Alabama to work with the, the people that's trying to unionize. Which is pretty cool. Um, I've been hearing a lot of crazy stuff about Amazon, right? Having to use a bottle, like to use the restroom, like because they got to make a certain time. It's like some crazy stuff I've been hearing. Um, they got the twelve-hour work day with only a thirty-minute paid break to eat. Use the lavatory. Um. Hopefully, make it back to your station. Uh, and you could get fired or lose your job. And then, like, some of these, um, you could be on, have to go all the way to the other end of the warehouse just to, to get this done. Like, that's crazy, man. That's a lot of craziness going on at the warehouse, it seems. Um, And I was reading some stuff from Killer Mike. Like Killer Mike's been, he's posted some stuff about it. Um, no real leadership on the factory floor to help structure a system that helps workers better do a job getting the public their orders. And he calls it evil. And if the workers unite, we should support them. Union now. So that's some of the stuff uh killer mike killer mike was actually down with bernie sanders also 
Um, so this has been going on. Um, pretty cool. Um, you don't usually see a lot of stuff like this in Alabama. And from my understanding, Bessemer is an old union. I mean, a uh, steel town. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, Bernie Sanders is leading the fight against uh, Amazon. It's also said that Bernie Sanders was the reason Amazon has a $15 minimum wage or pays $15. So uh, Bernie Sanders has been on it, if you didn't know. So that's something that's been going on in the news. Uh, let's see. What else we got? What else we got? Some going on with Netflix, right? Um, it says as the streaming field grows more crowded, likely increasing the incentive for users to share their account credentials. Netflix recently started prompting some of its users to verify their identity through the text message after turning a blind eye to the password sharing for years. So basically, they're uh, They're paying attention to the password sharing. I guess that they're saying they've been losing money on that. Uh, let me see. HBO Max and Disney Plus and Peacock. I'm not even familiar with Peacock. Often email their customers when they notice multiple logins from various locations, according to people familiar with the company's policies. The emails usually say that the service wants to ensure the user's account wasn't hacked, people said, but they also serve as a gentle reminder to customers that companies know more than one person is using an account, industry experts said. Mm -hmm. U.S. streaming platforms lost an estimated $2.5 billion in revenue in 2019 because of a password sharing, and that amount is expected to increase to $3.5 billion in 2024, according to Parks Associates a research firm. So people been getting over <laughs> with the password share. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, let me see. With more than 200 million subscribers, nearly 74 million of which are the U.S. and Canada, Netflix is running out of room to grow in North America, and it doesn't nudge on all of its users to pay for a subscription. Many industry experts said it was only a matter of time before Netflix got tougher on password surfers who are costing the company subscribers and revenue. And that was something I just read on Wall Street Journal. So to all y'all that um, password share of Netflix, they're cracking down. Okay. Um, something to be aware of. The most popular online shopping site in China uh, is something called Pinduo Duo. I guess that's how you say it. I don't know. That's how it's spelled. P-I-N-D-U-O-D-U-O. Um, and that's according 
the Wall Street Journal. Uh, it has seven, seven hundred eighty-eight point four million. That is pretty popular. And that was at the end of 2020. The company said Wednesday in its quarterly earnings ahead of Alibaba's 779 million as measured by the number of people who made purchases over the past 12 months. Pitching itself as an online blend of Costco and Disney or a combination of value-based shopping and light entertainment. The app, whose name roughly translates as bringing lots of people together, allows friends and strangers to dance together and win deals for goods, while either individually or in bulk for a discount. Sounds a little like eBay to an extent, with socializing foremost and shopping almost an afterthought. Friends congregate can duo duo to watch live streams, share deals, and make purchases together while playing the app's built-in games. Oh, they got a lot going on with this one. Okay. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, something else that happened, right, in the news. Uh, there was this white guy, right? that killed uh what was a massage parlor i believe and he killed like a bunch of chinese people and i think it was like maybe two other white people and so that's pretty crazy right and i think it's going to get even crazier uh in the future when it comes to these mass shootings. Because like stuff is just, I'll put it this way. If the economy goes down, I expect to see way more mass shootings and robberies and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, so and a lot of people are calling it a, a white supremacist, you know, just went berserk. But they actually say the massage parlor was like a, a hooker lounge or something like that, right? They had prostitutes there. Um, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, let me see. Oh, it says, this not an article on it, NPR. At least eight people were killed and several others injured in a series of shootings at three spas in Atlanta metro region Tuesday. A suspect has been taken into custody in connection with all three shootings according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Okay. Uh, it looks like the man name was Robert Aaron Long, a 21-year-old white man from Woodstock, Georgia. And he was arrested at 8.30 p.m. local time following a chase that led officers into Crips County about three hours away from where the first shootings at a spa occurred, according to police who spoke during a brief press conference. Long was transported to the Cripps County Detention Center, police said. Okay. The FBI is assisting Cherokee County and Atlanta police in investigation. 
Shea Baker with the Cherokee County Sheriff's Office said, when officers arrived at Young's Asian Massage, two victims were already dead and another three were still alive, local news station. 11 Alive reported the wounded were rushed to a local hospital, but two have since died. One of the victims was a man, as the survivor official said. So, yeah, man, uh, white guy just let loose on a bunch of Asians, which isn't surprising, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, let me see what else we got. Oh, something else that I forgot to talk about was like a NFL player. It was a white guy. And let me see. I don't know if he beat her up. I know he beat her up, but I'm trying to see did she die or no. I don't think she died. But uh, let me see. Yeah, he just beat her up. But um, it was something that they kept on a low. <laughs> and this was something that happened in um, January, but I didn't really hear nobody talk about it, all right? But I guess the NFL has been getting so much bad publicity. So they just tried to keep it on a low. And a lot of news outlets actually been helping him out with that. But a white football player beat up his black girlfriend. Which is interesting. Um, let's see, what else? What else is in the news? Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. There's something else I wanted to discuss real quick. Um, what was it? Oh. Um, a white guy felt like he raped a, a little, like a white grown guy raped a black girl. And this is something I don't like, really like to talk about, this type of stuff. But he raped a little black girl, it seems. Let me see, can I find anything on it? Yeah, uh... This is, I found it on Black Enterprise. But he raped the black girl in front of her yard, it looks like, I think. And they say the guy's not able to stand trial because he's they basically saying he's crazy. A black neighborhood in Louisville, Kentucky, is upset an accused white child molester and murderer was unfit for trial. Although the race of the child has yet to be confirmed. Aw, oh, come on. They already said she's black. Sources on social media say Kane Madden raped and killed an eight-year-old black girl in 2019. According to News One, after Madden was accused of raping a minor, he used a shovel to fracture her, her skull. The trauma was the finishing blow. Black Spring Breaker, uh, no, that's not enough. The decision to dismiss the trial was made by Judge Annie O'Cornell on March the 11th. 
O'Connell demanded that Madden was mentally incompetent and unlikely, determined that Madden was mentally incompetent and unlikely to regain competency. In Kentucky, this means the only punishment Madden will face is receiving medical treatment in a hospital against his will. Really? <laughs> the disrespect is inc it's incredible. So you rape a girl, a little baby. So so he's a child molester. Um, but he's only going to go into hospital, into a hospital to get treatment. He's not getting any jail time, it looks like. Uh, okay, interesting. No jail time, no nothing really. Just a treatment at a hospital. Okay. All right. So the same judge also ruled that Madden was unfit for trial in two previous rape ch charges in 2018. The same guy? Okay. Uh, Madden was accused of raping a woman in 2017 and biting her face the following year, according to the Atlanta Black Star. So why do they keep letting this guy off? Letting them out into the world, it looks like. Madden's 2018 rehabilitation was reported to be a short hospital stay. So I guess this is something that comes along with white supremacy. You kind of can do whatever you want to do, it looks like. Uh, he was later arrested in May 2019 for trespassing inside of a business. Again, O'Connell thought Madden was unfit and dismissed the case. There is, however, an ongoing dispute whether or not Madden is mentally incompetent to stand trial in February. Psych psychiatrist Dr. Timothy Allen of the Kentucky Correctional Psychiatry Center told WDRB, a local Fox affiliate in Louisville, that he believes that Madden knows how to manipulate the system and he was been, has been doing it for years. On the contrary, psychiatrist Dr. Allen uh, Jefferson of the University of Louisville, who represented Madden in court, said, it is virtually impossible for Madden to work with his defense attorneys because of his mental disorders and the possibility he has post-traumatic stress disorder from his abusive childhood. Okay. A California activist has launched a change.org petition to raise awareness of the crazy loophole. But yeah, so this guy's just getting off, it looks like. <clears throat> they claim he's crazy, but they keep letting him back out into the world so he can rape more people. Okay. You can look at that case and be like, black neighborhoods are kind of under attack in a way, right? But <clears throat> anyway. Another white supremacist gets let, let off, basically. So, yeah. Moving on, what else is in news? Uh, let me see what else is in the news. What else is in the news? Uh,
Let's see. I work in a higher education and I have a master's degree, but I was still just getting by. With her university job on furlough and her waitressing hours reduced, Crystal McCain said if it hadn't been for the suspension of federal student loan payments during the pandemic, she wouldn't have been able to take care of basic responsibilities. Last March, the Education Department put most loan payments on hold and set interest rates to zero. One year and three stimulus bills later, the Biden administration extended the payment suspension and interest waiver until September the 30th. The pause on the interest accumulation alone has saved more than 42 million borrowers, roughly 4.8 billion a month, according to the department. Hmm, okay. Um, I wonder what Biden's really gonna do. Like, is he only going to uh, cancel 10, I think it was like 10, was it 10,000? A student loan debt? for everybody, which isn't enough. Uh, there are so many people with six-figure debts. And the Democratic Party is getting blamed for it because they're kind of over the education system. And it looks like it was systematically done to the Black community because the Black community is actually getting charged more, it looks like, or they have to take out more loans and stuff. And so... Yeah, that is interesting. Very. Uh, let me see what else I want to discuss. There's something else that just it was on the tip of my tongue, but I I got it just that quick. Um, let me see. Last year, the average disbursement of federal student loan debt for graduate and undergraduate students was 11000 according to the Education Department. For some young Americans, the loan payment and interest freeze has offered them the ability to improve their financial situations and increase in credit scores suggests more young people are paying down other debt. That's cool, but Black people are feeling it way worse they need to go and pass reparations. I'm gonna say it again. Black people are filling the student loans way more than they need to go and pass reparations. That reminds me, what else was it that I, uh, who was it? I think I talked about this, um, yeah, on my last podcast, but Evanston, Illinois passed its first U.S. city to pay reparations to Black residents, but a lot of people are saying it's really not reparations. Um, oh, California, that's what it was. Uh, Oakland, California is who it was. Uh, let me see what they got. They have passed reparations, uh, or what they're calling reparations. But let me see. Here we go. It's a guaranteed income program, but think of it as a test case for reparations. And this is from Los Angeles Times. It says, the last time I spoke with former guaranteed income guru, Michael Tubbs, he was excited uh, explaining just how many cities and how many states were clamoring to give a few hundred bucks 
a moth to a few hundred of their residents, no strings attached. It better be black descendants of slaves. I need, I need y'all to make sure that's in there. American black descendants of slaves. And I know some people are like claiming a title and stuff. They ain't turned them into a whole group and stuff, whatever. Um, we're probably at like 20 to 25 states now, said the former mayor of Stockton and co-founder mayor for Guaranteed Income. I've got to find some mayors in Montana, North Dakota, and South Dakota, and Wyoming. Uh, that's what's up. Indeed, announcements about new Guaranteed Income income programs have become almost routine, especially in California, where about half a dozen cities have adopted them. I'm going to have to uh, talk to some people in the South, too, about this. Uh, let me see. I don't think anybody in the South is doing it. But then again, you know, usually the state government in the South, a lot of times it's going to be Republican, even though, let me see, is Georgia? I don't know what they state government. I know the governor, you know, is uh, Brian Kemp. But I don't know exactly. They did just pass a bill, though, from what I understand. It's sort of like a Jim Crow bill, what a lot of people is calling it. I have to go look, at it, look into it. Um, it looked like they trying to... It was basically their response to the 2000... Or the last election, basically. Um, with uh, President Biden and ex-president Donald Trump, a former president Donald Trump. So that was like their response. But on Tuesday, Mayor Libby Scoff, I guess that's how you say it, Scoff, Scoff, flanked virtually by Tubbs, said that her Bay Area city would soon start giving out $500 a month to 600 residents for at least 18 months. Like a lot of cities, the recipients must pay poor and have at least one child to qualify. Okay. So like a lot of the cities, the recipients must be poor and have at least one child to qualify. Specifically, they must have an annual household income of no more than 59000 for a family of three or roughly fifty percent of the medium income and half of the recipients will be selected from households that pool in less than 30000 a year. Yeah, this is not reparations at all. <laughs> but anyway, but unlike a lot of cities, the recipients also must be Black, Indigenous, and otherwise identify as a person of color to qualify. I'm going to need President Biden to go on past reparations. And I still... I have the question that I ask black people. Will you will you vote for the Democrats if they don't pass reparations in this term? So if, black, if the Democrats don't pass reparations this term, will you vote for the Democrats in the next election? That's the question. And I know the woke community is not going to vote. Um, I don't, a lot of them didn't vote this last election. Probably the reason it was so close, but um, the question really is, will older people vote, older black people, because they're the ones who really voted 
this last election. So will they vote this coming election? It's the real question. And I think because of the older generation is so conditioned to kind of just go with whatever the Democrats are saying, I think a lot of them still are going to vote. I mean, there might be some that don't vote, which would be bad for the Democrats because it was so close, right? So I, I do... I don't think the Democrats have it in the bag for the next election, even though they should because of the Capitol riots, you know. It should be over for the Republicans, honestly. The Republicans shouldn't win um, an election no time soon, really. I mean, considering what happened with the Capitol riots, right, one would guess, you know, or would anticipate that the Republicans would have a hard time winning in the next the next election, the election after that. Like they should never win, really. But it really just depends, right? Because uh, I could see that if the Democrats actually just didn't do anything for Black people, I could definitely see Black people just saying they don't care no more and not voting. So it's really going to depend on what happens. I see a few cities are talking about reparations and they're sort of doing like a universal basic income, but it's like for poor people, even though the whole black community is basically poor, but they give it to the, the most poor people, right? $500 a month, uh, you know, trying to help out. And that's cool, but it's not really something that's gonna actually help the whole black community, right? It's not something that's really, it's not compensation for slavery. It's not, it needs to be way bigger, put it that way. The compensation needs to be way bigger. We need to be talking about cash payments. They need to give Dr. Claude Anderson a call. Um, from my understanding, I actually haven't even read the, um, the Ice Cube, because uh, he had he had a document, um, a contract with Black America, I think it's called. I still haven't even read it. I gotta go look that up and read it. But I know I know, I know he supposed to have like a meeting or something with uh, President Biden. But yeah, man, it's just interesting. Um, and I guess we'll find out soon. Um, will Black people vote for the Democrats if they don't pass reparations? Also, something else I just thought about, what are the Democrats going to do about the, the Supreme Court justices? That's still an issue. Are they really going to trust the Supreme Court to stay like it is if they were to lose the So if they were to lose the elections, if the Democrats were to lose the elections, would they actually trust the Supreme Court that's there right now? And if not, what are they going to do about it? So they got a lot of issues I think the Democrats got to figure out and got to figure them out soon because it's not guaranteed that they're going to hold the Congress um, in 2022. Um, <clears throat> and if that's not guaranteed, 
there could be some issues, real issues. Um, and Donald Trump, President or former President Trump, hasn't ruled out running again in 2024. His people are still out there. He had about 74 million, I think, that voted for him in his last election. And that is a lot of people. So the Democrats got to figure some things out, and they got to figure it out soon. So, yeah. Well, that's all I'm going to discuss on this particular episode. And I'll get back to y'all next time. Peace.